ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back. Be here every Sunday for a new episode. Welcome back to another episode of Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. Today, we are talking about my favorite article of clothing ever known to man, um, and that is Cardigan, because it is track two on the Folklore album, um, and thus begins the discussion of the Augustus, um, what is it, Augustus Inez and James. Betty and James. Betty and James, all of their... Um, trilogy. So the idea is that this song is written from Betty's point of view. Um, And it starts us off on such a high note. And I'm not just saying that because it's my favorite piece of clothing ever. Um, I just, it's so good. The music video to the song is so magical. Um, and I, I just adore it. Um, Christina, you are wearing your folklore cardigan. Mine is over here. It's hot for me to wear it. But um, how, how long did it take you to get that cardigan? I'm just genuinely curious because it took me four months. <laughs> I don't remember. Probably a long time because all of her merch takes a long time to come in. Yeah. Um, but I it, got mine in like December of 2020. It definitely was a while because I wanted to take like a really cute picture with it. I bought a rec. Oh, I thought buying a record player would take longer than getting the record and the cardigan. (laughs) And um, I bought a record player and it took me, I don't know, about half a year to maybe like a whole year to get my folklore album like on record or on vinyl. Um, And the cardigan came in maybe four or five months after like, after I ordered it. So I had like this really cool picture idea and then it never happened because everything came in so late. Sad. I know, but I do love my cardigan though. They're like really oversized, but I love it. (laughs) But it's It's so comfy. It's so mine's in my closet. I'm sorry. I didn't pull it out for today's, um, you know, I'm the worst Taylor Swift. I mean, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. There's somebody just out there. That, <laughs> there's somebody out there that hate listens to this podcast just because they hate Taylor Swift that much. They're like, listen to these three idiots talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can just feel it. I Welcome. Feel- Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Before we jump into the lyrics, there are two things I would like to um to to unpack with you guys. Okay. First off, okay. I can I can never wrap my head around this trilogy of um or this like tri- love triangle of Augustus, Betty, and James. Though I I knew that this song was definitely part of it when she hinted towards there being three songs that went together. But are they supposed to be in high school? That's what I thought. Because it's very confusing on these lyrics between the three songs. Like in Betty, it's very obvious that they're in high school. But then in August. I'm I'm a little lost at the timeline there because it feels like they're having like a almost like an adult kind of 
illicit affairs relationship. I thought that was more like they were there. It was like that bridge from high school to college. Okay. That's That's where I was getting lost because I was like, Betty feels really high school. Then August feels like very college. And then cardigan feels like very much. She's an adult. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because think of like, women's brains develop faster than men's brains or like you all you arguably you all are more mature at a faster age than men are so maybe that's why Betty feels high school August feels college and cardigan feels like adulthood because they're all at those different maturity levels in their lives and maybe um in in Betty um he's trying to portray that he's trying to grow up now this is him trying to grow up and be mature at her level um but then you have Augustus who's like dude I still like you um can you meet me behind the mall sometime um such a good line so that but i i agree with meredith i always saw this as the summer before you go to college um that's my point of view but again maybe somebody out there is like no this is an office romance and blah 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 and all this stuff is going on and it's like all right well (laughs) Well, they're wrong it's not an (laughs) office romance because he's clearly talking about seeing like in will unpack it in betty but he clearly talks about seeing her at a dance I don't know what offices have like dances um, <laughs> in gymnasiums, but um, that was the first thing. <laughs> the second one is Cody, since this is your favorite song, I wanted to know what you think about the theory that this song is also a fan appreciation song and that the list of things in the beginning verse vintage T vintage T brand new phone high heels on cobblestones when you are young they assume you know nothing sequin smile black lipstick sensual politics each one of those correlates to an album have you dug into that at all uh no so vintage yeah vintage she would be the debut uh, brand new phone, fearless, high heels on cobblestone. Speak now because you have that very enchanted vibe. And she did like a very castle-y type thing for, um, I guess, both fearless and speak now. Um, young, they assume you know nothing. Red, nothing new. And then seek you and smile, I think is more reputation, but people have said it kind of correlates to both 1989 and reputation. Black lipstick, very much reputation. And then sensual politics, lover, that's when a sensual lover, um, politics is that's when she started to speak out. Oh my God. I'm so mad. I have to have my camera off right now because my jaw is literally on the floor. And I'm like, (laughs) how have I never put those two things? How have I never thought about that? But you're, you're so right that like, I can't see it any other way now. And it talks about like some of the theories I've read because I always felt like the song, like the beginning never made sense just like in that if this is just like Betty trying to maybe say like, oh yeah, like look at all these amazing things. Like maybe I'm in college now and I have black, I wear black lipstick and I like it never like computed into like how that fit into the story. 
by um, looking into it, the idea of a cardigan was like we, the fans, you know, she's the cardigan and we are the fans. We always just put her back on. And when you really dive into it and she says it in the long pond studio um, feature about Miraval being about how Loverfest was getting canceled and she wasn't going to be able to go on tour and all of that. And her trying to write about and process those feelings. Cardigan is really for the fans saying like, she knew us always dancing to her music um, drunk under a streetlight because who hasn't danced to Taylor Swift drunk under a streetlight or all, I think of all of those all too well, um, like TikToks with people like laying in the rain and under the, the streetlight um, or playing hide and seek. Hello. She just Easter eggs all the gosh darn time. Um, giving me your weekends. Whenever she goes on tour, she's like, there could be anything. You could spend your Saturday night doing anything. And yet you're here with me. And so it just, I like the idea that while it fits into that trilogy, it's also a fan appreciation song. I can definitely see that now. And I, I totally get it, which is, it just makes me happy that much more. Yeah, like we drew scars or stars around her scars, but now that she can't be with us, she's bleeding. Like it's a little sad at times, but yeah. Anyway, that's those are the two things I just wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us, Meredith. Is there any lyrics that like stand out to you with this song? So, like, this is a song that I struggle with like when we you know pressed play to record I was like oh I just like I don't really know about this song you know like I think it's great um but it's definitely not one of the ones that I immediately go to when I'm like on a Taylor Swift binge but now that we're sitting here really going through the lyrics like the whole verse that's because I knew you stepping on the last train marked me like a blood stain. I knew you tried to change the ending Peter losing Wendy. I knew you leaving like a father running like water. And when you are young, they assume you know nothing like I don't like there's just then you just like really get drawn back into the lyrics and her ability to write and paint pictures and you can't help but just be like, it's beautiful. Like it is truly a masterpiece. And I think just that little bit of like Peter losing Wendy, you know, where, you know, um, I've been rewatching Southern charm and, you know, they keep talking about like the Peter Pan complex, like the boys that never want to grow up. And, you know, clearly that's something that she's dealt with within her career, but also just that evolution of, you know, what is your Wendy? What, what is Wendy representative of in your own life? And when you lose that, you know, just how to a degree you're forced into that adulthood. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, yeah, you've lost something because you refused to grow up. And I don't know. I love that that section too. Especially, I don't know, it really always impacted me. Like the leaving like a father running like water. 
because as I said in the last episode, I was going through a breakup when this happened and he was four years younger than me. And I was like, damn, like this is speaking to me, like Peter losing Wendy, you wouldn't grow up and commit. Um, we won't talk about how he has gotten married since then. What? Um, just saying, <laughs> just saying, uh, leaving like a father running like water. It's just like, so the imagery there is just so good. Cause you just imagine this person going through this breakup and like the guy just leaves. And I mean, so many fathers, you know, do walk out on their family or in Taylor's case, her parents got divorced at a very young age or when she was younger. Um, and she doesn't talk a lot about it. She's written songs that hint towards it. And I feel like this is just like another one of those that's saying like, yeah, it really impacts you to have a guy just walk out on you. It's so good. Just so lyrically beautiful. So good. Or like the, I knew you'd linger like a tattoo kiss. Oh, I'm just going to say that. that. Yep. Oh. oh, gosh. Even today, it still gives me cold chills. And it's like been two years. <laughs> I mean, even just... You know, um, I knew you'd miss, miss me once the thrill expired and you'd be standing in my front porch light. Like, again, just that idea of you, whether you hope or you know that when this one thing ends, that person will come back. And again, it's like extracting yourself from the what the what could have been but also hoping that one day you will just come home and there will be that person. Yeah. It reminds me of when we all came back to her um, between 1989 and rep when she left, when she disappeared for a while and then reputation came out and everyone was like, heck yeah, Taylor Swift, let's go. She's back, baby. So for me, one of like, my favorite lyrics from the song is um, a friend to all is a friend to none. Mm. Um, Cause that, that was me. Like I was always trying to be everyone's friend. And then somebody said that like exact phrase to me one time. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't get it. Like if everyone's my friend, then I still have a friend. But then when Taylor Swift sang it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that taught me who to put in my circle and who to trust in my circle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, at the, um, the Mr. Rogers in me um, just is very, very, very happy that there is a Taylor Swift song in the world called Cardigan. It even makes me even more happy that it was the lead single off this album, um, which bears the question, if Cardigan would have not been the lead single, what would you all have wanted as your lead single off Folklore? The one. Mm, probably August. Okay. Those are fair. Those are fair. I am, I would probably go with August, um, but I, I just think Cardigan holds such a special place in my heart that I'm just really happy that it, it was the lead single and the only single off this <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> album. The only um, one. 
of amazing songs. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I can't get enough of the, like when you watch the music video and that scene where she's on the piano, but like in the ocean and it's storming and the waves are crashing and everything like that scene alone for me was like, oh, like powerful. And now like thinking back to it, to what Christina said, maybe that's how Taylor Swift felt when she had to cancel Loverfest. Like just somebody who was in the, like, and probably a lot of artists felt that way during that time period where they just felt like they were alone. And the only thing they had was music. And um, that's kind of like a really just interesting perspective to think of. Yeah. I I felt so bad for her. Like when this album came out, you could tell she was very, she was happy to be able to put something out, but she was very upset that she couldn't connect with everyone and go out to concerts and go and see her fans. And I almost feel like she probably was still sad too, that she couldn't really do much more than this one music video for this album. And like yeah. lover era had to end so abruptly. Like we never got cruel summer music video and we just didn't get much out of the lover era. And then you go into this one and she, for this album, she did her own styling, her own hair and makeup. Everyone had to be COVID tested um, because her mom was a very susceptible part of that susceptible population that she couldn't risk anything. So she had to be in isolation And it really shows throughout, I think throughout this song and throughout all of the songs, just how much that isolation really impacted her and her mental health. And I'm really happy she was able to find music as an outlet. And even what she talks about in the Long Pond Studio, like the fact that it even brought her on a closer level to Joe, Mm -hmm. you know, that they were able to share in the music together. So even though it was very isolating and, you know, people in relationships were either realizing how compatible they were, or they were realizing, holy crap, I can't spend this much time with you. Like for her to, (laughs) um, you know, to be able to, to strengthen that bond and maybe in a lot of ways, get even more, not closure, but strength and, um, and feel empowered in her relationship. I feel like that's also very much like an undercurrent yeah, in parts of this album. Well, on that note, should we rate this song? Yes. I can go first. I give it a 13 out of 13. OMG. Christina just gave a 13 um, which is the same score I'm going to give it because it's the best song. Actually, I'd probably give this one like I gave 13, all too well. 13. Yeah, I'd probably give this one like 131. Yeah, I think that's what I would give it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, nothing new got 1,313. Okay, but nothing new hit me different than Cardigan hit me. Just got so. it, got it. 
Um, when we started this, I was probably going to give it like a 10. And you can, you can still give it a 10. No, no, I no, I know. But no, but with the discussion and like just revisiting the lyrics and really getting into it, um, I give it like an 11.5. Holy cow. I never thought I'd see the day where me and Christina both give a song a 13 (laughs) and Meredith gives it an 11.5. Wow. We've grown up. Meredith, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) The break that we took was clearly very beneficial. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, come back next week for the last great American dynasty. We'll see what happens. Might have a marvelous time ruining everything. We'll see. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So go follow us on Instagram at EnchantedPod and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there.